But I think fitness is just, it's how you feel. How Do you feel healthy? Do you feel fit? And it's not just physically, but I think I can attest to the mentally, socially, um, social aspect, all of, all of those kind of, as I say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs and mm. going back to my re- mm. education days of, there you, go. you know, are you meeting your needs emotionally, physically, um, spiritually, all of those. And are you able to do what you want to do in life? And if you're not, again, make a choice, do something different. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good, I wasn't feeling good. Go to the doctor, find out why, you know, gone are the days of you're this age, so you can't do this anymore. You can still do this. And so I think just being able to do what you want to do in life. And if you can't figure out why, and I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And there she is, Joy Collins. How are you? Good. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, Joy is a, a longtime member. We actually, just before we start, I might cut that in there. Uh, I was going to ask Joy uh, how uh, you know she started with us, but it's actually the opposite way around, where we started with Joy, because Joy was around before we were around correct (laughs) yes way back in 2013 would have to be prior to that right because we took over in 20 yeah 2013 13 so yeah you were there before that yeah i'm not really good at remembering like dates so i it basically when the gym started when the gym did you start so we've had a couple people on here that um that started when it was at um where's the silver lake silver lake that's right is that you there mm-hmm. under the pool or whatever yes. it was? Yes, we, we actually started before under the pool with like some boot camp classes outside with uh, another trainer and then the person who started OMF. Can you can you paint a picture of what that was like under the pool? Because I, I, like, I, I've seen photos like, of it, but it, I want people like trying to understand like what this was Well, you had to like. walk around, you had to park over to the side. It was before, um, let's see, the water park was had just kind of gotten there. You walked around the back you parked your car, you had to walk around the gravel. And then there was a literally garage-like door, um, not automatic, but you know, we had to wait for the trainer to show up and open the key and mm. lift the garage door up. It was a cold day in December. We put it back down as quickly as possible. And literally they were like, on the right side, there were all the lawnmowers, paint cans, everything that literally all the, it was a maintenance area for Silver Lake. So when CrossFit, we say it used to be underground, it was quite literally <laughs> mm-hmm. underground for you. Yeah. For a while, we were, I think we called ourselves, they were called the underground athletes. Ooh. It's mm, got a nice ring to it. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that now. We're changing the name of the gym, Mark. Again. You needed I? a new name the other day. Somebody said, let's yeah. think of some new names. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, the, the whole naming process is a pretty funny thing. If any gym owners are listening out there, it's uh, it's a pretty absurd process of you just throw as many names as possible at them and they just like, nope, nope, that one'll work. There's no rhyme or reason. I actually idea. I was actually listening to a podcast the other day where a guy just finally was like, No, I it, you're accepting this name and Borderline like took him to court over just naming his gym because they just kept saying no to like all the names um, of the gyms and it was some somewhere out in California. But uh, anyway, it, it is kind of a ridiculous process, but 
You are awkwardly holding that microphone right I, now. I hate hunching, <laughs> man. I, I am. Uh, I was like, am I close? I'm a little bit taller than you guys, and when I, feel I sit like in you the seat, sit. All right. I have to get down We're on the mic. All, all right. Uh, well, that's so. Joy's been with us for quite some time, um, and it's been pretty awesome to watch you really grow as an athlete, um, especially coming from the days of even when we were in the car wash area you know it was because uh, we started in 20 like we said 2013 and then you know you were one of the ones that stuck around and, and backed us and and here you are now and most recently uh kind of jumping into the world of olympic weightlifting a little bit more um and something that is scary but it's fun so it's been it's even just over the eight weeks we've we've done these classes together it's been pretty awesome to watch you even for someone who's been doing this as long as you have to watch you grow in that short amount of time so is that something you've always been interested in or is it just like you finally realize that i need a little bit of help with this uh, both probably i think i've always loved the barbell over cardio even though my background was in soccer lots of cardio but it was never the cardio part that got me excited. It was just the, the competitiveness. And so anytime there's a chance to pick up a barbell, it's, I love it. And so I think just seeing the last group go through the fundamentals, seeing some of the progress they made, I thought, you know what, I'll give it a try. And obviously Zoe really wanting to start doing that too. I thought, well, we'll just do it at the same time. And it's, yeah, anything competitive, I yeah want to get after it. It's, it's, been pretty, it's been pretty awesome. I want to come back around to Zoe a little bit later because uh, she's, she's pretty been pretty awesome to watch i mean really just what even within the last year i guess has it been, been a year it was a year in january yeah really Mark, wow. you guys put her through the beginner classes in january yeah. of 2017 it's, so. it's been pretty awesome you, you mentioned playing soccer um was that your background pretty much sports wise who, um, are, who are you joy where do you where do you come from my name is joy collins <laughs> um i i grew up in northern kentucky and so never really left i went away to college but basically started soccer at seven or eight years old somebody down the street they needed more players knew there were some girls mm. that lived at my house there were five girls in my family and i was the right age so signed me up for the soccer and then basketball came around they needed players so i started playing basketball and soccer probably about the age seven of eight which was really early yeah back mm -hmm. way back then when i was a kid yeah it's a uh, long time ago. the the view on soccer has changed pretty considerably even since i played um, and it's, that's not even that long ago, but it's one of those things that you've seen that the mind shift, I mean, look at FC Cincinnati right now. I mean, they're, we're literally fighting over a place to put their mm -hmm. massive stadium. Uh, and it's been pretty awesome to, to watch. Um, so you started at seven or eight and then just moved just, up. Did you play? So back then, uh, I shouldn't say back then. So I know, you know it, I mean. it was a while ago. Yeah. So age. I'm not, I'm not going to put a number on it. <laughs> For, um, for girls sports though it was you look at how much things have changed but yeah i was seven or eight and that was really early for girls to play sports specifically soccer yeah um what uh, were there kind of like select leagues were there because there's i mean there's premier there's it, millions yeah. of leagues now well it's it funny like. because kentucky is was even though we're so close to cincinnati kentucky was so far behind weird shocker i know and <laughs> everything um so yeah, as I grew up, obviously, once I hit middle school, um, basically, younger was just recreational. Sure. You know, you just played with whoever signed up in the local little league. And then when I got into middle school, seventh grade, um, there was a core group of people in northern Kentucky my age. Um, somebody started a team and pretty much picked some top players from the local high schools and took us. We were literally the first team probably that went across the river. 
which really? was a huge deal. Which is like crossing, select. The, it's like crossing the ocean for people. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was. And so took us over there. I was seventh grade. There was two or three seventh graders and the rest were eighth graders from just the Northern Kentucky area and started playing select, went to, we started doing ODP, went to regional, you know, all those wow. kind of things for soccer. And, um, you know, and then obviously during high school seasons, um, played against each other. But at, at the time when I played in high school, uh, women, girls soccer, girls soccer was not a sanctioned sport in the state of Kentucky. Sure. Northern Kentucky was actually the only area that had girls soccer um, at all. Mm. So there was about 12 or 15 teams in Northern Kentucky that played against each other. Hmm. And that's, that's didn't get sanctioned until my sister's, I think, uh, 92 maybe. Yeah. Became an actual sanctioned sport. And then you went on to play in through college? Yes, correct? I played at the University of Louisville. Wow. Uh, what, what was your position? Forward. Forward? Yeah. So striker? Score. Oh, I love to score. Yeah. What was your uh, strength and conditioning uh, regimen for for soccer yeah play a lot of soccer that, <laughs> pretty that, much i mean that's that pretty much it i mean how did it maybe evolve a little bit over obviously whenever you're seven you're probably not doing you yeah. know, strength conditioning as much um but through high school college where you guys don't you know any what? weights no or and that's the crazy part or? i look back now and i'm like oh my gosh if we would have had a training program mm -hmm. or some kind of weight lift strength training mm -hmm. how much better we would have been and we were really good then but um no, literally we would do some drills. Most of my coaches in high school, we knew more about soccer than they did because they just, they needed someone to coach. Yeah. Right. Um, and then obviously going to Louisville, you would think division one soccer, you know, I was on a scholarship, those kind of things that you would show up. But when we did any weightlifting, they sent us over to the football stadium and mm -hmm. the football strength training coach would give us a few things to do, but I don't think they were really well, they, they familiar with women's sports and soccer in general. And they, so they probably didn't care. If we I'm would do some honest. bench press and some back squats and yeah. a yeah, little bit of that. That's about it. Need. Yeah, bench, bench press, press, a lot right. of it. Throwing well, elbows. <laughs> so two, I can definitely speak to that. My my freshman coach in high school was our um, our physics teacher. And he looked like a larger, more rotund Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Uh, just the mustache and the hair and everything. So, oh, yes. uh, and it's just one of those things that like, you're, you're exactly right. They just need someone to fill that, mm -hmm. that shoe. And that guy probably gets a little kickback for coaching it. Yep. And he said, I'll do it. Sure. Why not? Yeah. And, and it's sad to say, sorry to jump in. Um, it's still exists to this day mm -hmm. with people that are just kind of filling the gap of weight training, strength and conditioning. And some, you know, people are getting hurt in the, the high school weight room. People want to criticize you know, CrossFit, and there's some just cause of, of some of that in gyms across, you know, the CrossFit world, but um, right in your backyard, there's probably just terrible things going on in the weight room, or like you said, just nothing at all, and people are collecting a paycheck, and because mm -hmm. it's just ultimately, they're just not knowledgeable, which, you know, that, that kind of goes hand in hand with passion. Like, if you're passionate about something, like you said, hey, all of a sudden I caught this soccer bug, and before I knew it, I knew more than any of our coaches because you mm -hmm. guess what? You probably like were really into it, watched it on TV whenever you could because it's not even really, you know, probably in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't really televised mm -hmm. regularly. I mean, you know, we're in the U.S., it's football, basketball, baseball, and mm -hmm. mix in some hockey. And, you know, yeah. now I did see, I did see the other day, 
that they have cornhole on ESPN now. So I'm glad they're finally Sponsored getting some real, good. real athletes. Uh, Johnsonville, Johnsonville Brass. Do they get timeouts and stuff like that? They get out of breath. <laughs> I just saw one highlight and it was just, oh my goodness. Now they have whole tournaments now. Um, but anyway, anyway, sorry. But to, <laughs> to go back to like the lifting, we, we followed a, a BFS, Bigger, Faster, Stronger program, and it, it had nothing to do with any sort of, it, 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 as a general sport, kind of fitness program it probably would have been fine but again there's no one leading you through that mm -hmm. and the teachers don't know aka your coaches your teachers don't know you can go down that rabbit hole forever about how there there's a need for it well, the, but but, uh -huh. it, but no one wants to pay for it right really and they they might even know the sport but then the strength and conditioning is comp it's a whole nother and I was in the same realm I mean I ran I played soccer I was a midfielder and I ran cross country and I'm like why do I need to lift it makes zero mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm. but we all know now that yeah. looking back hindsight's always 2020 like wow if i would have had that in high school this would have been a completely yeah. different completely mm -hmm. different world mm -hmm. um so you get through college um and then what um i finished college and moved back home and got a job teaching and tried to keep playing some soccer here and there but you know so you were you were going to Louisville to become a teacher and mm -hmm. also playing soccer. Yeah. Um, what was, what's the time commitment for something like that? I mean, there's a lot of talk right now for student athletes and, and I mean, cause that's, that's a whole nother part of the lifting and strength conditioning factor, right? So did a, did an agent approach you from Adidas? Be honest. I wish no. it's, no. uh, <laughs> it's obviously really easy to say like we should have lifted more, but when you have, three to four practices a week plus all your extra schoolwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can imagine that is pretty taxing and to say, hey, we're going to throw in this lifting program. Right. That'd be a lot. Yeah. We pretty much only practice once the season started, you practice once a day. Yeah. Um, and early in the season, you know, you get down there real early and you're doing three a days. It's all soccer. Yeah. Till school starts three days while two a days. And then as soon as season starts, you you're doing once a day and then you're traveling a lot. So yeah. back in the day though, we didn't travel like they do now. Mm. We took the white little vans. Take a van. They broke down occasionally. Where, or whatever, what conference? But it was a lot of fun. What was like that? We weren't even in it. They didn't, even, didn't even have, have conference. like conferences. Okay. Yeah, right. but we played um, UC Xavier. Okay, so you stayed yeah. Re yeah. regional probably. Yeah, for the we most did. Part. I think farthest we went was there, uh, Arkansas. Arkansas. I thought you were about to say and then like West. I was like, that's pretty far. Yeah, that's pretty no, far. I, I said that. As as no, I was like one of the A's, Arkansas, and then like Virginia, West Virginia. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So you're playing like weekly kind of thing or yeah. is it multiple times a week? Yeah. No, what, twice a week maybe then you do weekend trips yeah, and do two you. games on the weekend. I got you. That, that's tough. I mean, um, I played a year of college baseball and, it, and that was one of the things like, you know, was it, it wasn't anything probably like you were experiencing um, at the Division One level, but it was, it was definitely one of those things you had to try to get ahead of your studies. And if you're going away for a weekend, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like, all right, guys, sorry, I got to go, go, go to my room and study. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you're hanging we out had, with the my team. My freshman and... year, you had to do so many study hours a week. You actually mm -hmm. had to go to a, there was an office for the athletics, you know, mm -hmm. academic. They had tutoring available. There, there was plenty available to help you if you were struggling at all. But mm -hmm. you had to log so many hours. That's where I met some of my best friends. Yeah. Study hall hours while there we were studying, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then once you, your freshman year was over, depending on what your GPA was, you didn't have to do them anymore. So as long as you kept your oh, GPA yeah. up, yep. you didn't have that to. That makes sense. Um, did did you was there any against i guess if there's not even really a division there would i'm assuming there probably wasn't a lot of scholarships or anything like that available it was minimal um 
I got a decent scholarship and back again then state school it's not as expensive mm -hmm. um, as some of your other private farther away schools so to speak because um, I did look at UC um, but Louisville offered me UC which was a much better program at the time um, had had agreed I could come but they wanted me to, to redshirt my freshman year and I wanted to play right away mm. and so I went to Louisville and then each year based on your academics and your performance they offered you a little bit more so that by the time I hit my fourth year I was on a full academics all of my that's academics great. were paid for and then they actually paid for my fifth year to finish so that's pretty awesome yeah it was really and, good. and obviously that's my being, dad was happy too. that's being yeah, met no, with right. you busting your butt yeah. to keep your GPA mm -hmm. up it's not like Joy just played a bunch of soccer right. and was like good no. job yeah right yeah it's, it's met by the work put behind it yeah um so becoming a teacher I mean so did you is that right out of right out of college then so mm -hmm. it's been um you've been what being not only a teacher but you've also been a principal correct yes yeah no longer a principal now not right now for not the past right two years I went back to the classroom you say that with a pretty big sigh of relief I feel like a little bit I miss it there's a lot I miss about it but at the same time my stress level is way down the last mm. two years. yeah as I say so way what's down. a what's a, like a big role different I mean, we know the role difference but as far as like responsibility goes you're you're overseeing like everything compared mm -hmm. to just overseeing your children right yeah I mean oh it's, yeah yeah and it and the part that it wasn't so much the overseeing the kids and the teachers and the community and things like that you're just getting a lot of demands from like the central office the sure. board office things like that that were actually those were more of the stressful things than the day-to-day -day. i loved the day-to-day -day of being an administrator yeah hmm. yeah so. well, what was a typical day like i guess maybe contrast that a little bit like obviously if you're a teacher maybe maybe typical is not the best word to use <laughs> but um, you know walk us through some of the contrasting like all right you know you're a teacher I have to deal with XYZ parent, you know, this kid failing or, you know, whatever it is. And then the, the principal's a little different role. Yeah, obviously. as a principal, literally, you you, just, you fly by the seat of your pants a lot. Mm. You always are you prepared, you have your schedule laid out, mm -hmm. and if you can stick to your schedule 50% of the time, then that's pretty good. <laughs> Sounds um, like you're owning a small business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're putting, you're putting out a lot of fires. Yeah, it's kind of going um, yeah. I always say the adults are the usually the problem, it's not the kids. It was mm -hmm. always, you dealt with more adult issues as an administrator mm -hmm. than you did with kid issues. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, if a teacher calls and needs your assistance for something, you're gonna go there right away and, and help them with whatever they need. But you also mm -hmm. have a lot of paperwork a lot of meetings, school you know, school meetings, teacher meetings, mm -hmm. after school activities in the evening. So the time frame is trying to fit in your workouts and things or, mm -hmm. or family time is a lot more difficult mm -hmm. as opposed to being a teacher now. I really I don't want to say I clock in, clock out, but I've gotten pretty good at being able to get things done during the school day, mm -hmm. um, get to school at a certain time, get as much done as I can before the kids come in. Get things done experience. on your planning, yeah, and then being able to leave right at four o'clock and then not have to. I don't bring that stress home with me like I used to. Mm -hmm. it, you're always as an administrator, you're always checking your email, and you're always worried the phone's going to ring that you know the fire alarm went off at the school and you or the security alarm. You got to run right. down at nine o'clock at night and mm -hmm. reset it or something. So now it's that I get to leave and I kind of leave everything there, and including the worries and the stress. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and you've kind of taught through. Uh, has it always been in North Kentucky? Yes. Yeah, because uh, you were where? Where all have you taught at? Well, I I was twenty one years in Covington, uh, nine at one of the elementary schools, and then twelve at John G. 
as the assistant and then principal and then just left about two years ago and moved over into Kenton County, which is where I live, yeah. which Covington's an independent school district versus the county school. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff with that. I, I, I know I, it's like a completely different world. Yeah, um, and obviously there's a lot of politics going on with that. We'll avoid those as much as possible uh, for your sake and for, you know, Thank you. you can see your eyes fuming from the ears. Um, what are your thoughts on the government? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Spill it. Joy flipped the table over mid conversation. Um, the <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, so, so now you're, sounds like you're, you're basically in a groove. You're in a rhythm of, kind of being able to, like you said, get through your day and now um, how is fitness starting to play a little bit more? Because I feel like for a time it was, you were very frazzled, you were very like, I can get here when I can get here, now you are much more consistent. Is that, because I feel like, yes, you're gonna miss certain things about being a principal and having responsibility, but there has to be something said about being able to, like you said, leave everything at the, the door and then come here, do your thing, and have family time and all that kind of good stuff. Is that something you were searching for when you left being, being a principal, or was it like, I just can't be a principal anymore? No, I think a part of it was my health. I don't say I've, I've never had health? bad health, mental health, yeah. mm -hmm. but my mental health was affecting my physical health. Sure. I had put on some weight. I was tired all the time. You know, you go to the doctor and you're like, I'm tired. What, why am I tired? And they're like, well, I don't know, you know, and you're running all the, you know, and mm. had some goofy little things, everybody in this area, vitamin D, you know, mm -hmm. sleeping problems. And basically about two years ago was at the doctor and they're like, your cortisol levels are high. We need to check Is something wrong. Nothing was wrong, but my cortisol levels are high. Well, mm. guess what? That's from stress. Yeah. So um, it was one of those that I was like, ooh, this is kind of like, you know, an answer from, from above there telling me, right. you gotta reevaluate your, you know, your life of, I loved, I really did do love what I, what I did, but I was like, you know, the stress is not, not doing right. well on my, my physical self. Um, and that was when I was like, you know what? I, and I actually did look for other administrative jobs and couldn't find, I knew I needed to leave the situation I was in. It was actually funny. I went through one of the journeys at Crossroads and that was my big, um, mm -hmm. big nugget uh, yeah. kind of thing of, that. is this the right thing for me? Am I where I'm supposed to be? And so got to the point where I had a couple interviews for other administrative jobs and just kept getting turned down and got turned down in July on one. And I looked at Jeremy and said, I think I just need to go back to the classroom. I can't go back to where I'm, I'm at. And I just, you know, looked for a job as a teacher and found one that's like three minutes from my house. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that, that cortisol, and now my cortisol levels are back down. Say, Shocker! Back Six months yeah. later, they're like they're back to normal. It, it's so strange, <laughs> you know, because we in, in this society, you know, just in general, um, everyone wants these instant kind of results. Like, you know, they're always wanting, you know, results fast, and and sometimes it's not always uh, what I want to say visible. Mm -hmm. So you had a you know, if it wasn't brought to light to you on that doctor's checkup, like, hey, your cortisol mm -hmm. levels are high, you had that defining moment to kind of reassess your situation, like, all right, and you knew, mm -hmm. you already knew, like, all right, something's a little off, yeah. like, so on and so forth, and then you, but so many people, you know, they, they never want to acknowledge that, like, hey, something is wrong here, like, they, something, I'm, I'm putting on weight, or I'm, I'm more stressed, yeah. or I'm not sleeping, or, you know, and you at least, you know, you, you had the wherewithal to, to seek out some help and like get, you know, um, a doctor's visit. And now, yeah. you know what you, I do remember you going through that journey. I believe we went through it together. And, 
it, it, it is things like that where, you know, at the beginning of the journey, you're asked like, what is your heading? Mm-hmm. You know, and so many people in life just, just don't have a heading, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And it's like, what, what are we doing here? I had a moment that, with that, I mean, it was several years ago where this place wasn't, you know, doing the, doing the greatest. And, you know, we, we swoop in and then it was a couple, we had a couple of little snafus with a couple of different things. And I'm, I was very pessimistic and, and so on and so forth. And then made some changes in my life. And all of a sudden I'm a more positive person and I have a heck of a lot more respect for small business owners and just people in general, um, that deal with kids and what grade mm-hmm. do you teach again? First grade. First grade. I mean, gee, bless Six you. And seven you know, year olds. Just bless you. Um, and you know, my wife teaches middle school and it's like, anyway, there's, everyone has their own thing mm-hmm. and it's up to them to adjust the header, to understand when something's not going right. And ultimately just be a positive or negative. It's a, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. It is a simple choice. Like this, this cup is either always half full or it's always half empty. And you know, for me personally, it's just like auditing the people that you're around too. Mm-hmm. Because when you get in the, you know, there's people that gossip nonstop and it's like, oh my goodness, like stop. I know. <laughs> Please change your header. Yep. Like this isn't the most important thing in the world. But anyway, you know, I know I'm going a little tangent, but I just wanted to commend you for um, making that a defining moment when a lot of people might just brush it to the side. Like, well, you know, I need this job because it, it might pay more or whatever mm-hmm. it is. No, you, you took your health as, as a more valuable asset. And I think part of it too was I got to this point where I was like, this is my choice. Mm-hmm. I, I'm doing, 100%. it's a choice. And so, you know, whether it's your happiness or your health or what, it's you have to decide, you know, and I'm in charge of my happiness. I can't worry about other what other people are doing. I've, I definitely felt guilty. Mm-hmm. I've, I felt like, you know, I had a good thing going down there and the school was going in the right direction. Um, but it was like, finally, for once, I was like, I've got to put myself first and my, and my mm-hmm. family first and, you know, choose, choose happiness over. And, and here's the thing too, right? Wherever we're at in life, it is, a, it is because of the choices we made. Sure, there's some bad luck along the way for some people. And so, sure, there's some really good luck for people. Mm-hmm. We can't choose the, the family we're born into. <laughs> You know, it's yeah. like, oh, here I am. All right, I'm poor. All right, I'm rich. Mm-hmm. What you know, whatever it is, um, you know, whatever economical situation you're born into, guess what? Play the hand. You know, that's that's the hand you're dealt. Deal with it. And guess what? If you're positive, it'll probably work out a lot better than if you're you're negative. Mm-hmm. And we have traits that are good and bad from both of our parents, so on and so forth. But at the end of the day, sitting here, we are all a collection of our choices. So if you were so, if you still want to be a principal, guess what? You could still be a principal. Right. Absolutely. But guess what? You're, you're, you know, now know the repercussions of, you know, it's the, I think it was the poet, Notorious B.I.G. that said more money, more problems. Is that? <laughs> is that what you, well, is that, or is that spe- Sean P- Puffy? Kind? Actually, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, you just, you guys just recently downsized your home. Yes. Yeah, correct. Uh-huh. Uh, and I, again, I feel like there's a tying moment between all of this mm-hmm. uh, to that right uh the more is is not always better right. kind of thing right so yeah. what was what kind of led up to you deciding that like we we, sh- we don't need this we uh, we had this beautiful house we built 10 well tyson i was pregnant with tyson so we had been there about 10 years and it we weren't going in rooms and we weren't you know we, we didn't even go in them to dust them we put things in them mm-hmm. um you know and the basement was like we don't even need to finish the basement because we don't need it because we had all this space loved the neighborhood it was great but it was it was one of those like do we want to be house poor so to speak 
or do we want to live life? And so we're still grappling with that. I think, you know, downsizing, it's, we're all together now a lot more. And that's, and I love that actually. I love that Mm. there's nights where we're all in the family room together watching something on TV because they don't have a playroom anymore or things like that. And so I think just trying to, you know, downsize and be simplistic and definitely is a hurdle. I'm still, um, trying to overcome because of, you know, keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. Of, sure. You know, what you everyone, have. everyone chases it that is hard. status. There's a it, mental you know, part to that. And I'm still working on that. I, yeah. I always contribute it. If you it's ever watch uh, stay at home sick and uh, watch the prices, right? Play hooky and eat grilled cheese and watch prices, right? Sound it's like you've done that. Before. Yeah. <laughs> cut the corners off. But, uh, but Triangles. they always get, they always get to the showcase. Right. And it's like, the, the first one will be like a trip to Rome, a trip to Spain, a trip to Italy, like all these different places. And then they're like, I'm going to pass. And then the mm-hmm. next showcase is like a Hyundai Elantra. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like a $14,000 car or uh, actually speaking, probably over like $20,000 yeah. travel and then the a car. lifetime of memories. And it's like, people always go for that material mm-hmm. thing when there's, you cannot replace that, you know, kind of those experiences. Yeah. You cannot replace it for anything. And, and to further my point, I just made, is a hunt, the showcase the first person it yep. is their choice yeah yep. and that's a microcosm of what was just, you know it's, it's like you chose to build that house yeah mm-hmm. so now you either got to choose to stay you, so you still had a choice yeah. even when you built right. your house I, th- I feel like so many people get trapped yes you know like what i mean it's, it's just like you know i mean and there's constantly studies out there that, that prove this theory right it's like you get to a certain level of income and money can no longer buy happiness but it can buy more things Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like oh well i have a you know i have this watch i have this car i can never go back and i will say now we need a place um, to store it and that's why i have a bigger house it's it's humility though right Mm -hmm. and it's through your story that you're that you're talking through here and i'll just a little bit uh whenever i went from a brand new car to a very used car that you know is is green and the paints you know all falling off that's a used car out there yeah you know believe it or not (laughs) I, i i say it's a bentley it's like, uh, anyway, I won't get in that. But what I'm saying, it was very humbling. It was very humbling. I mean, I literally, like, I, I miss my Bluetooth. I miss my backup camera. Sure. Do I need those things? Absolutely not. Plug in my headphones, turn my head around, and actually look where I'm going. <laughs> you know, so anyway, it's, but, you know, I hope you're picking up what I'm putting down here. It's just like, it's a choice. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can choose to come into the gym, work out. You can choose to eat, you know, whatever you want to eat. And, and, and through those, there's a lot of discipline involved too. You know, if you want to be a successful person, you, you, you'll be hard pressed to meet a successful person in life that's not disciplined. Joy Collins, right here, is a very, you know, successful in your own right. And you just exemplify what you were, you know, you were talking about through your college. Hey, guess what? I was disciplined and I played soccer and I studied. I didn't go out and party every night. It was probably easy to do that at the University of Louisville. You guys are basically on the uh, Churchill Downs, Kentucky Derby, you know. Anyway, but let's, you had that discipline, and guess what? It paid off because you mm-hmm. got a full ride scholarship. That's that's fantastic. I agree. I hundred percent agree. Uh, I so it's obvious that when we talked about downsizing, you're doing it to essentially put your family first in the direction you think your family should go. If you don't see your kids. There's probably a reason why you're not seeing your kids. And I feel like, again, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I feel mm-hmm. like that was part of no. it. Yeah. So uh, obviously you're very 
family-centered, and we've seen that here. Uh, and a very active family for that, right? You're always on mm -hmm. the go. I mean, yeah. you guys are involved in a lot of different things. Has that just always been your family, or has it been something you guys have grown into? I think we both, Jeremy and I both came from families who were very family-oriented to begin with. We were both very fortunate. Both of our parents, his both, both of his parents stayed to get work together until his dad passed away. My parents were together. Um, so we both came up in very strong religious families, um, but sports was the center of, of those. And I think that's what kind of brought us together too. Um, but yeah, sports from the get-go, it was, you know, it wasn't a it wasn't a choice that Tyson was going to play baseball, soccer maybe because he's a boy, you know. And, sure. But for Zoe, it was like, well, you're going to play soccer, and I've had to I've had to have some step back moments of if she doesn't really want to play soccer, mm. it's going to be okay, yeah. you know. And and because how many parents out there are living their dream through their children, and even if my dream did come true or if I did do what I wanted to do, you still want the best for your own mm. child. So yeah. it's very hard to take a step back but yeah we go thank goodness we only have two kids I say we stopped after two because mm. you know we're running from you know baseball to soccer you guys are always on forth. the go yeah, yeah. So. um and so what what do you um, maybe just speak on that just a little bit more to maybe almost advice um what do you do when you get to those situations where you're like I don't know if she wants to do this because because there's a lot of that there's a lot of like where do you push where do you step back where do you give them a little leeway when you put your foot down and say you need to do this because I know it's good for you mm -hmm. versus you just don't want to do this yeah and I had a conversation with um somebody the other day just about kids of you know I think playing team sports is very valuable mm -hmm. um I just one the fitness, the athletic, you know, just being a active. Mm -hmm. um, but I think being on teams and sports, um, it just, you learn a lot from working on a team. You have to sacrifice, you have to work together, you have to, you know, cooperate, all, all of those kind of things. It's not but all it's about just, you. Yeah, right? it's team, but yeah. you're putting your team ahead of you, mm -hmm. um, which is is hard to, you know, as a teenager or whatever to, to think. Um, I think the big thing is we've had this moment before, you know, I don't want to play soccer. Or I do want to play soccer and it's okay. That's fine. But you need to think about this. Then if you step away from soccer, you know, are you going to want to pick it back up in a couple of years? Sure. If you do, you're probably going to be behind or do you want to do this later on? I think a lot of times when they, they're impulsive, kids are impulsive anyway, so are adults and they make a decision very quickly. And so just trying to talk them through it and saying, okay, if that's the, if that's what you want to do, this is what the repercussions are going to be down the road. These, right. There might be some good consequences. You might have more time. If that's your choice. If that's your choice. Exactly. And so, mm. you know, she's doing that right now. She's love, loving coming to the gym. And there's nights where she'll go, I don't want to go to soccer. I want to go to the gym. And I'm like, no, you're on a team and you committed. So mm. a lot of it, too, is once she makes that commitment that she's going to stick it out through the yeah. remainder of the season and when the season's over we'll discuss it and we'll move forward from there so just you're, I'm, I'm glad because you're making all my segues for me uh Great. so uh when you when you look at that exactly what you just said there like you're you're making these commitments um one of the things that we try and still hear is values that spread outside of the gym um it it's obvious you already do that but are there things that you find carry over from CrossFit into your daily life? So I, I always I'll give an example because we've given it here a bunch of times uh, on the podcast, and that's just general problem solving. It, a daunting workout, something even like today, it takes some people 40 minutes for this workout. You know, we don't do that many long workouts like this, but we're, we're gearing up for Murph. 
And it's one of those things where you look at that workout and you might go, there's no way I can do this. And then little by little, you get through it. And then by the end of it, you say, oh wow, that wasn't as bad as I thought. Now, if you carry that over into your daily life and you get a flat tire on the highway, you know, there's gonna be some people throw up their hands and say, I don't know what I'm doing, my day is ruined. There's other people that are gonna get the spare tire out, jack it up, put the spare tire on, and then oh, drive off. Yeah. So it's one of those things, I don't know if you've seen with just either students um, or your kids in general, that, that stuff that you can carry over outside of the gym from here. Yeah, I think it actually, when I, I've heard that question on one of the other podcasts that I listened to. Oh, wow. And, uh, she doesn't watch I'm it, the though. number fourth person, right? She's paid to say that. Um, it goes both ways, really. I think there's definitely a lot that you come in here and you can leave everything at the door and just go as hard as you can. And, you know, and then you leave and you think, if I just did that, I can surely go out and, you know, handle this. But then I think sometimes there's things in the world that happen to you and you're like, if I could handle that workouts like coming sure. to the gym crossfit's nothing compared to what mm. some people and what all of us do in our daily lives and the trials that we've had to go through and um so i think it kind of goes both way the big one for me is having a growth mindset i read that book years ago mm. um great book if you haven't read it it's actually not too academic-y kind of thing each, each chapter talks about a different part of your life but just having that mindset that am i here to be, you know, and I, you know, you hear people say, oh, better than yesterday, or I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. And I'm always like, oh, those are just so cliche, but it is, it's about coming in and, you know, am I doing the best I can? What is my goal? Am I trying to get better? Am I just coming in to put in the work? Am I just mm. showing up to work to get a paycheck? Or am I really doing, trying to do the best that I can to be better every single day and to, to grow? Um, and that's something I think with Zoe and my, my own family is just, you know, what, what is your purpose? Are you trying to get better at, and are you getting better? Um, that helps a lot too with comparing yourself to other people as if you can just come in and say, well, last week I did this or, you know, and now I, now three months later I can do this. So yeah, it lessens the impact of other people on you. Mm -hmm. you know? Definitely. And you can, you can be impacted in a good way by the people, but unfortunately I feel like it's, it's a lot of times it's in a negative way. And if you can like circumvent people from doing that, mm -hmm. you can, fast track them to a goal or any goal really because i mean we see it all the time where it's mm -hmm. like the leaderboard is the easiest example yeah like, so and so did oh, this yeah. I'm like it doesn't matter at all you know it and the example is mm -hmm. ju just in our little world um you know you're as a male it's like all right would i compare myself to matt frazier absolutely not that's everyone right. would know that's idiotic but then why would i compare myself to someone else in the gym if you're right. not going to compare yourself to the absolute right. best mm -hmm. and feel quote bad about it then why do you feel bad about someone at your own gym it doesn't right. make any sense i think that's that gets me sometimes i'm not going to lie because i have a really com just a competitive background yeah, i've sure. always been that way once i left college soccer it was like i didn't know, i was like well, what am i going to do now i actually started running I actually ran marathons. Mm. I ran 5Ks because I was like, okay, I'm so I can. sorry. I know. I don't. It's just a dark hole. But um, <laughs> it was one of those where I was like, I needed to find something to be competitive, and that was something I right. found. And so then, right. kind of after that, I was like, okay, I'm done with that. And then I think that's kind of where I started finding the CrossFit. But it's very hard, especially a little bit older you get, you start thinking, I can hang with these, you know, 20 year olds. And then I'm like, what am I thinking? Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, I think I think there can be good to it, right? I mean, if yeah. you can use it as motivation, mm -hmm. like if you can internalize it and just really come to grips with like, hey, I, th I think it comes down to maximizing your own potential, mm -hmm. right? 
And if, if I can maximize my potential through CrossFit, understanding like, hey, this is where I'm at. I had a conversation with you guys earlier. We're having deadlifts today, 315. And um, yeah, was it for the for the ladies? 215. 215. Anyway, it's, it's, it's a heavy, pretty heavy deadlift. And there's some running involved. And the, the one guy's just like, man, I just haven't run. You know, obviously, it's kind of the first nice day of spring. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only what, April 12th. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> probably the so last one, too. when you <laughs> contrast those, those are probably the two polar opposites, right? You just talked about running the marathon. Um, and that's obviously aerobic kind of conditioning-based uh, movement. And then you look at deadlift, right. right? So when we're talking about potential, um, the one guy was like, I just am not in running shape. And I was like, well, the good news is if you were to consistently run, and push your conditioning for the next about four to six weeks. He was being, he was kind of being negative about it, like, oh, I'm just not in running shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, good, good news is you're about four to six weeks. You'll, you'll be in pretty good running shape, probably great running shape for CrossFit uh, mm-hmm. standards, seeing as that we probably run about 400 meters at a time, yeah. you know, 800 meters. And then obviously we have the Murph. I said, the great news is you can pick up 315 pounds. That if you were, let's just say a 135 deadlift, it yeah. would have took me a couple of years yeah. to get you to the strength. So it's just at that perspective. Mm-hmm. So it's in the moment. It's like you can choose to to be an oh, I'm not in running shape. And then you know when you're preparing, when you're comparing yourself to people, you know it's like, hey, I have a running background. Okay, well there you go. Right. What's your potential? Right. So you know like when you look at Matt Fraser, just use him as an example. He was a USA level, um, you know, a national level weightlifter, and then he had Olympian parents. He has genetics. good genetics. He's yeah. five seven, one ninety. He's per, you know like so so many people you know and, and you, you know like you mentioned age thing. It's like he's twenty five years old. Uh-huh. Like you know all these things, and you're gonna beat yourself up because you're not as good as Matt Frazier. Like you yeah. know, like Jared was saying there. Like how ridiculous does it sound? But you can harness that because guess what that is possible it is possible to back squat 500 pounds and run a five minute mile wow that's incredible it's cool to see like what's possible but you have to internalize Mm -hmm. and say like hey you know what every day that i go teach my first graders i'm going to give them my best shot Mm -hmm. and just because such and such teacher out here got the award over me right you know oh she had this good idea i'm going to take that from her and maybe Mm -hmm. that'll drive me a little bit better to prepare more or try different and and treat treat crossfit is is what you want now if it's your sport okay that's that's one thing but for a lot of people it is a fit it's a fitness it's stress relief it's yeah, tr- that, yeah exactly yeah, you, go, you, you do things you do this to to benefit you in whatever way so in part of that like mark touched on a little bit and that's your your genetic potential is either might be limited mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that you know if if you are six five deadlifts like today I want to be real tough, like you know. It's, they're, and, they're, that's, yeah. and that's and that's that's the um, one of the great things, and and also one of the things about CrossFit that can, depending on how you look at it, might be a negative for some people because it's if it's a blanket program. Yeah. You know, we're doing a lot of different things. You know, so if, if again, if you beat yourself up because you didn't do well today, well, again, if you're pulling an extra foot and a half than someone who's mm-hmm. five seven, it's going to be a, a little bit different I, workout. I think that's the part that I love about it is because it is so the varied part is that mm-hmm. you can come in one day and be like dang I'm good and then yep. the next day you're like dang I suck yeah. and it just goes and I think as, as long, long as, as you, as you don't it, let as long as you don't let that get in your head of hey 
you know, and, and you see that you're either you're PRing or you're making progress or, hey, maybe I did keep up with that 25-year-old today. And use that you know, as a motivator. There's things that I use. There's people in the gym. I think everyone has that person in the gym that they're like, they're just a little ahead of me and I'm trying to chase them. And I'm like, hey, if they're 10 years younger than me, then I'm like, all right, if I can keep up. Or right. shoot, there's some people that are older than me and I'm like, I want to be able to lift like that. Or, sure. you know, and I think using that and women, especially using that as a motivation to encourage each other too when i see new people coming in and you know mm. i'm like they're like oh you can i'm like oh i've been doing this for years you're doing great you've only been doing it for three or four months you well, know and i want to thank Those everyone kind of especially the the females in our gym um because we do have good females we have Absolutely. we have we have one and specifically by including other females like i can't tell you and i don't know why uh because i'm not one i can't speak on it but it's like i don't know what it is about I'm not checking right uh, now. yeah <laughs> I, I can't speak on it because it's i don't know what it is about being negative towards other people like that you see it a lot with females and i don't i really i don't i really don't know why so thank you to all of our women who i, I watch you go over and introduce yourself and welcome someone in um and just foster a community of positivity because that's one of the, I think that's one of the things that sets us apart is just fostering just a, mm -hmm. a family atmosphere. Um, and you, and you know, and you look at a header, right? We mentioned that word mm -hmm. a couple of times earlier. Our header is not to build a community of CrossFit games athletes. Deuce, was that Deuce Jim? Yeah. We've, we've sent zero athletes to the CrossFit <laughs> games, you know, and, and, and that shouldn't define us. You know, there's no. so many, there's so many, gyms out there that and, and just so like you should you should absolutely receive a lot of credit if, if you go to the regionals or, or go to the crossfit games or you know win you know events absolutely i'm not i'm not taking any way i'm not, not saying anything negative about that but i'm just saying for our personal triumph strength conditioning mission our header is to help as many people find health through our methodology of fitness as possible it's not yeah if, if a guy if a guy or girl comes in and they're like i want to go to crossfit games and they have a lot of potential, we're not gonna tell them to get lost, but at the same time, we're gonna be like, look, this is our program. We offer a whiteboard class, you know, and we offer mm -hmm. a barbell uh, program, and we obviously do smell things, um, et cetera, et cetera. It's not gonna be, we're gonna put you on this pedestal, and oh, you know, old Joe over there, he's training for a CrossFit game, so just uh, make sure we get the velvet rope off and put it around them. And, That's uh, his bar. You know, just uh, he. You know, I know I'm trying to go over announcements right now, but he's doing grace, and uh, he needs the music up. Right. You know, so it's it, what's your header? You know, like as a gym, as a school, mm -hmm. as a wherever you're involved in. Like, you know. Um, anyway, it's it's just we're trying to build a brand, you know, and I don't want our brand to reflect negativity. I don't want our brand to ref reflect we're putting people. Um, about you know, it, look if you want to work out, hell yeah, let's let's ring the PR bell, let's, right. let's slap some high fives. But guess what? Don't put your equipment away until last person's done. Yep. Because we're a community yep. here. We're not about individuals. I agree. Mm -hmm. um, so, just specifically speaking on Zoe because she's here all the time, um, and she's uh, obviously growing into a pretty awesome athlete. Um, she is. She is. I love. I obviously I love you, Joy. I love Crime you. Network. I love you too. And I almost saw Zoe smile last night. It was so amazing. <laughs> she did. She she, she let one. So, she let one slip. She it was. Slip. Awesome. She's been she letting them strong. slip a little she bit later. She's getting strong. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's uh, and she's right at that age too, where she's 
she's very nervous and shy and, and it's pretty cool to see her come into her own mm-hmm. um, and, and doing it through through fitness. Um, she had a pretty awesome, what did she do? She did the open and something else or no, was it different? No, she's too young for the actual CrossFit open. She did something called, we found it, it's mm-hmm. through the garage games. Mm-hmm. Which was is just some kind of I don't know. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. They have competitions yeah. and things, and somehow it popped up. I saw it and it said the Garage Games Junior Open. So mm-hmm. basically, it, and it was open up up till kids that were up to sixteen and seventeen, um, if they wanted to do that instead. But it also had youth division seven to nine, yeah. ten to twelve. Um, so I looked into it and I was like, you know what? It mimics the the CrossFit Open, you know. And I thought her workouts would be completely different. Um, so each week they pretty much it was same same format. They had, they'd announce it on Friday by noon. So basically what they did was just took some time. They took Thursday night, saw what the workout was, and then they cha- adapted it. So hers were very similar. Some weeks they were exactly the same as the 13, 14 year old girls are 14, 15. Um, and then she would, you know, come in and either do it Friday or on the weekend, or she had it a little bit longer to do it. How'd she do? She actually ended up finishing. There were 77 girls signed up. And the, the cool part was when you look at the leaderboard, they had a flag by your name and it was your country's flag. Because it was oh. a world, it was open worldwide. So yeah, cool. she's looking and she's like, there's one from this country. And I'm like, yeah, it's a worldwide competition. So 10 to 12 year old female, she finished out of 77, she finished 36th. That's wow. awesome. um, on the last workout, the, uh, the, was it the thruster pull-ups? Yeah. She was um, 17th or 18th. Wow. Yeah. And so, and she had the flu in the middle of it. Yeah, the she one did. you judged. She did. Um, I was at the 18.2 and 2A where she was really mad because she didn't get to do the, the yeah. max clean. Yeah. Um, she had literally been out of school for four days and that was the first day back to school when she had to do yeah. the workout that Wednesday uh, night. So she didn't do A as well, but um, just a lot of fun. She got excited when it would come out and she'd mm-hmm. come in. She'd, mm-hmm. She had the little breakdowns on the handstand pushups. The, you know, she had to do handstand pushups. She got her first one. Yeah, um, she got one. Huge. But you know, it's the same thing as, as grownups. You put mm-hmm. yourself out there, you're like, I'm gonna try. If I spend ten minutes trying and I get one, then it's more than I had before. So well, and and what's and what's been um, you know, really cool is is seeing her just create body awareness, you know, because again, just at, at young ages it's so hard to like tell a kid to move his right arm and him him or her to actually move their right arm. You know, yeah. know, you like, know that's your foot. Yeah, Stop. exactly. So <laughs> yeah, and just I want to say within probably the last six months or so, really seeing an uptick oh, yeah, in that. Oh, yeah, 100%. And just like quietly, because very quietly, because that's yeah. who she is, she's just creeping along, and all of a sudden mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. she's going to be surpassing people and, and as that, far as where she's at with her age. And yeah. her, ma- her mannerisms are just becoming so acceptable, though, as far as like just everyone gets it. Like at yeah. first you're like, what's wrong with her? You know, as far as just like maybe she's, yeah. you know, not having a good day or she whatever. Us? Yeah. No. But... <laughs> And you're right there with her every time, and it's so great because you're so you know cheery and, and smiling, and 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 we know that she's having a good time. Like she yeah. wouldn't come back. Oh, you know, she loves she, it. I'm she, telling she you, she wouldn't she's... come back if if she wasn't having a good time. And and you know, it's it's been fun to watch her just develop as a person. You know, and we had another guy here that started um, in high school, and Jordan, and uh, since has um, found an old gym, but he still stays in, in touch. Just an awesome kid. And, mm-hmm kind of reminds me a little bit of, of I see a little crossover there and he was kind of the same yep. way at first and then, oh, then wow, he's he... just like Mr. Popular like slapping high fives with everyone he's so you know, confident. That, and that day will come for her mm-hmm. I know it will and we're regardless you know if when it manifests is, 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 is you know it's irrelevant 
But what's really cool is just to see her gain the confidence. Yeah, and I think, I mean, anyone, obviously I'm in education, but in Lawrence too, with middle mm-hmm. school, middle school's hard. It, yeah. It's hard for oh, everybody. Yeah. Sure. What is the hardest age to teach? <laughs> uh, my personally, I think middle school would be the hardest. I just think they're between hormones going on and just clicks and just social media some of the stories smelly kids oh yeah uh, yeah all of it it's just it's such a hard time for kids anyway and so um you know i think back as a kid too like oh i don't really want to remember middle school it was Mm -hmm. awkward you're you know things are changing all that stuff yeah all that stuff acne glasses all of it so you know and you're trying to figure out who you are and who your friends are and and things like that and i think you know doing CrossFit for her and I've seen this over the year and a half because she's she's a handful sometimes and it's she's become she's (laughs) she's definitely more confident she's Mm -hmm. outside of the house and here she's you can see that she's more confident in herself and more independent so to speak and I'm sure that would happen anyway as she grows but I feel like CrossFit's giving her like that I can do, I can conquer mm. what, you know, I can do what I want to do. And I think if this it also is something has, I want to do, then it also has to do that. with uh, engaging with people who are older than her. You know, like I just remember being her age and thinking all adults were not scary, but just like, I don't want yeah. to talk to you. Like, go mm-hmm. away, you know, right. and then see her like, you know, she'll reluctantly give me a high five, but she'll give me yeah. a high five, mm-hmm. you know. And like, you guys have been great. Like, I, I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't ask for a better place to, you know, you guys know exactly when to say something to her or joke with her and, how to mm-hmm. back off because mm-hmm. if you know if you just kept at it oh, yeah. everyone that quiet sense of you know hey zoe and just walk away from her and she <laughs> and i can tell you she's beaming inside even if she's mm-hmm. not smiling because last night even she's this morning as soon as she got up of course she's a teenager friend mm-hmm. we're on the way to school she goes Jared put my lift on Instagram last night. I know. I she goes, but that wasn't my PR. I, <laughs> I go, I'll ask him for it today. You know, just you can tell because I see mm-hmm. it outside of the gym that she does love coming here because she is. What mom are we going tomorrow? What time? I'm like, mm. well, we have soccer. Well, not till this time. Can we go before soccer? You know, and and it's been, it's really neat trying to. I told her I, the neat part is seeing that transfer over into sports. And after her first uh, game, another parent I'm friends with and sees that she knows that she's doing CrossFit said, I think we need to get all the girls in CrossFit because mm-hmm. Zoe is faster and she's stronger and she's, you know. Weird. Yeah. yeah. I was going to ask if you, you know? noticed the difference on the soccer field. Well, and... Not this past weekend. It was yeah. not a good tournament. But her first game, definitely. Like, I was like, Zoe, you looked a lot faster, you know. Mm-hmm. Or, and mm-hmm. I said, she goes, I felt stronger. And I said, and you should. You can back, you mm-hmm. know, all the different things that we've done. But. And obviously, we're not doing sports-specific stuff. It's just obviously right. general physical preparedness mm-hmm. for the most part. But strength and, 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 you know, soccer, I've never played. But, it's you know, you can get physical. You know, yeah. obviously, you're, 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 you know, you're fighting buff defenders or whatever, you know, positions he's playing. But, and, um, you know, we're not necessarily working on leg kicks. Right. You know, she's not se, getting knocked off the ball, that's yeah, for sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, but you have more stability, more right. balance, mm-hmm. so, so on and so forth. Not only you build your upper body, if you get into yeah. a... A corner with somebody if you can yeah. push it not push somebody up put yeah. a shoulder into somebody mm-hmm. you're going to win that ball yeah and that makes a big difference one thing i'm hearing there as you're as you're you know um doing a great job of, of, of talking about that i feel like everyone wants a workout partner and to find one in your daughter was that like a surprise like now you're like all of a sudden she's almost holding you accountable <laughs> yeah. you know 100 yeah. percent to like hey mom we're we going to the gym tonight it's fun yeah it's it's actually probably the reason i've come i've been coming even more over the past mm. year or so like i'm up to four five or six days yeah, a week now because she's it. constantly wanting to come and i'm going 
I'm like, mom, mom's body needs a rest day today. <laughs> I, I need the rest day now, especially with us doing the barbell. I was like, wow, this is this pretty in, rough. Yeah, you'll understand you know? this in a couple of decades. But, but yeah, yeah. so it's, and, and I have to tell her too, like you have soccer games. You're mm-hmm. not coming on a day you have a game. Mm-hmm. You know, practice, you know, you can come work out and as long as you're still going to practice and putting in 110%, you know, kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, it's, she even told me the other, after Tuesday's workout, she's like, Mom, your double unders looked really good. Oh, I was like, thanks, so. You know, I'm like, I didn't even know you're. She's like, they look like you look like you're doing really good. I'm like, yeah. And and, and then that's so that's another layer to it, right? Oh, yeah. Now you have this other like kind of yeah. like you get, you got your little a good strong relationship. Exactly, but but you have ha- something else to talk about. Yeah, and I have know? to be really careful because it is one of those where you know the the hovering parent, the helicopter mom. Mm. Chris will tell me all the time, Joy, go away, because there are times where she's doing something, and I mm. want to be like, well, do the, you do? And I'm like. Chris is like, I'm the coach. Or last night, I was like, Jared's giving her feedback on her lift. And I'm going, yeah. bite your tongue. You know, because you do want to jump sure, in. And I have to be sure. like, nope, just let it go and, well, you, you know, go from there. You also I, did a pretty good job, too. Because, I mean, she is she is still shy and timid. And, and you kind of gave me the nod. Like, oh, because she's not. Everybody else there is going to say, because I'm watching six people at one yeah. time. And they're going to go, hey, can you watch this real quick? Yeah. She's not going to say that. She's just you know, she's, she's like. She's waiting her patiently, politely waiting her turn. And I'm like, I'm telling other people, like, hold on. I mean, watch that. You know? <laughs> so it's, it, it's, yeah. it's been, it's been really, really cool yeah. to watch. And, a joke and, with Tyson. I said, when are you going to come? Mm. Uh, Maybe him and Jeremy started. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, you, you're supposed to be working <laughs> I on know, that. I <laughs> know. I'm trying. Throw that in there on the podcast. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. make him listen. And call him out. Oh, yeah. There you go. Uh, He's coaching right now. So. Okay. Get through baseball yeah. season. He's a busy guy. The, the, the never ending baseball season. Yeah. Uh, I, we always do, and if you've listened to these, you've, you already have an answer. You know what's coming. I'm working on it. What is your definition know. of fitness, Joy? It is one. I was like, oh. <laughs> I've listened to a lot of people's. Everyone's kind of starting to kind of come around to the same thing. But I think fitness is just, it's how you feel. How Do you feel healthy? Do you feel fit? And it's not just physically, but I think I can attest to the mentally, socially, um, social aspect, all of, all of those kind of as I say, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. I'm mm-hmm. going back to my re- mm-hmm. education days of, there you, go. you know, are you meeting your needs emotionally, physically, um, spiritually, all of those. And are you able to do what you want to do in life? And if you're not, again, make a choice, do something different. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel good, I wasn't feeling good. Go to the doctor, find out why, you know, gone are the days of you're this age so you can't do this anymore you can still do this and so i think just being able to do what you want to do in life and if you can't figure out why and do something about it metaphorical mic drop it's on good. that one good yeah uh, you know i mean it's 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 well said joy and i obviously really appreciate you sharing with us and coming on the the podcast yeah. yeah thank you very much Joy. For spring too. break and uh thank yeah. you all for listening to everyday athlete join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great thanks again